This podcast teaching is in honor of Glenda and Brad Pius out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thank you very much for sewing in and committing yourselves to my work in Jewish-Christian relations. Greetings from Jerusalem. My name is David Necrutman. And my name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. David, it's nice to have you back here in my studio. It is. It's good to be back here with my headphones. I want to talk about a controversial subject. That's the best kind. It's the one that I think will hopefully get us on the top out, you know, out there in the world. I mean, like the number one podcast in existence. I don't think that's going to, you know, at least the top 10. At least the top 10, all right? It should. It should happen. I don't know why you're setting your sights so low. (laughs) Expectations are very, very low. Okay, it's fine. I I hear that. What happened? I know you were in New York recently. I was in New York, and you know that abortion is a hot topic in the United States. It has been since forever, and specifically since 1973, Roe v. Wade. Correct. For all honesty and put my cards on the table, I am very much pro-life. And I'll put my cards on the table which is that I am, at least in terms of legislation, more pro-choice. Yes, and there seems to be this gamut within Orthodox Judaism of the spectrum of how you see abortion being done today, also not only in the United States, but also in the state of Israel. We know the law on the books that abortion is allowed. There's about 18,500 abortions that are done each year. In the state of Israel. In the state of Israel, and it's actually covered by the health insurance Just recently, I think a few years ago, they wanted to go ahead and put a rabbi on the committee that deals with each individual case that a woman requests an abortion. In other words, when a woman requests an abortion, she officially has to go through this committee, which is three members. They wanted to put a fourth member on a rabbi, and it was rejected. It was rejected. And And by the way, that committee is almost a technicality because I believe the number is 98% of cases are approved. Correct. So it's not as though this committee actually goes and often tells people you may not have an abortion. And I will even say further that because a law is permitted in the state of Israel to do, it doesn't necessarily follow Jewish law. I think this is sort of sometimes when people are looking at the state of Israel, are they following Jewish law? And the answer is not necessarily. Sometimes yes, sometimes not. The chief rabbinate in Israel has control over very specific areas of Jewish life, specifically life cycle events, birth, marriage, death, and divorce, and not just the chief rabbinate, but the religious authorities of any religious group are therefore, if it's someone's not Jewish, Christians will be in charge of Christian citizens and Muslims will be in charge of Muslim citizens. When it comes to abortion, it's been decided that's not really a religious issue under the assumption, presumably, that anybody who wants to consult a rabbi will do that on his or her own time. Correct. The Palestinian Authority outlaws abortion. No, I didn't know that. Okay. In fact, where do the Palestinians who wish to have an abortion go to? They come to the state of Israel. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Or sometimes they just take matters into their own hand and they force an abortion. There was a, an incident of a 14-year-old girl that was married to a 32-year-old uh, Muslim, and she got pregnant, and she wasn't ready for the pregnancy, and she jumped off from a roof and landed on her stomach, and then... Did um, she survive? She survived, but uh, you know, the baby didn't, right? So An intentional miscarriage of sorts. Intentional. There are stories like this that happen, but within the state of Israel, the law is a person can request an abortion. The committee then reviews the case. And most of the time, we would say probably 99% of the time, the abortion is granted. Now, New York 
has recently passed a law which also says that abortion is much more allowed than it ever was in the past. All the way up until the birth. In fact, there was a, almost a celebratory atmosphere when this piece of legislation was passed. You know, that bothers me. I'll tell you something. It's one thing to say that abortion should be allowed by law, and that's something which we can talk about in this podcast and some of the subsequent ones, but it's another thing to celebrate it because any abortion is by definition a tragedy. It's almost like, I'm not comparing it, but let's say, for example, someone passes a law allowing capital punishment. The fact that we now can execute criminals, it might be a good thing for society, it might not, but we don't celebrate the death of the person or the crime that was committed to allow it to happen. I think this might be the same thing. An abortion is by definition a tragedy, even if one believes that it should be legal and should be allowed to happen in certain situations. No one wants to have an abortion in advance to get pregnant on purpose just to abort. It's by definition tragic. And I think this is where... Finally, I need to speak out. When we're dealing with the issue of Jewish-Christian relations, this issue behind closed doors, outside of the Israel celebratory events that we come together for, is the number one question I get from Christians. I don't understand you, Jewish people. It seems like the Bible is pretty clear. You shall not murder. Yet, we see many Jews who are part of the progressive movement advocating for all the way up until birth, a woman can choose to have an abortion or not, even if it's not at the risk of losing the mother's life. The person can individually make that choice. Our hope is that Christians who are perplexed about the Jewish response to this will have a better understanding. And I would also say Jews who think that Christians think just one way about the abortion issue would also think that Christianity doesn't have a monolith or a particular perspective on the issue of abortion. If you actually ask them individually on certain cases that would come up within Judaism, you would see a gamut of different ideas. And that's sort of the point that if we are just painting a picture pro-choice, pro-life, without understanding the complexities of it all— then we walk away with really not understanding each other completely. Hopefully this will help along with that reconciliation process and just helping to understand each other a little bit better, even if we might disagree at times. Correct. And this is David Nekrutman. I'm Scott Kahn. With Morning Dry Bible, blessings from Jerusalem.